Previously on Camp Dino, Bo and the rest of Camp Dino escaped the Bakuza teepees and broke out their dinos. But when they tried to flee Camp Bakuza, they were surrounded and forced to fight back. Just when it seemed Camp Dino had the upper hand, the Bakuza chief spotted Buck and fired his blue-dipped darts at him. One of the darts struck Buck and wounded him, but before the chief could take another shot, Buck's mom broke free of her enclosure and came to his rescue. Mama T-Rex chased the chief into the jungle. While they were gone, a young Bakuza girl approached Bo, and they discussed working together to take care of the dinos, and letting the dinos decide where they wanted to go. The remaining Bakuza agreed, and the adult dinosaurs were set free. Dinosaurs, young and old, were reuniting all over camp, but the celebration was short-lived. A Cynornithosaurus attacked Bo, and Buck jumped in and fought the feathered dinosaur. The Cynornithosaurus bit Buck with its poisonous blue-filled mouth. Buck's mom stomped on the Cynornithosaurus, but it was too late. Buck was covered with blue wounds, and his heart wasn't beating. And now for episode 17, The Gathering Hut. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Camp Dino. Bo's head was spinning. There were so many thoughts and feelings flowing through him, he was having a hard time expressing any one of them. Horror, sadness, anger, shock, fear, all manifested in uncontrollable sobs. Why? Why did Buck have to jump in and fight the Cynornithosaurus? Why hadn't any of the Bakuza tried to stop it? He watched the people moving around Camp Bakuza through a teary blur. Counselors and students were gathering their dinosaurs and getting ready to head back. Several of the young dinos were staying with their parents, but many were following the kids and their parents came with them. Bo felt like he wasn't even really there, like he was invisible. No one had any idea what he was feeling. While they were all celebrating being free and reuniting with their dinosaur families, he was looking for a way to disappear. He wanted to just turn and run into the jungle. But before he could really entertain the thought, arms wrapped around him and Zeta's head rested on his shoulder. Bo, I'm so sorry, she said, sniffing. It's not fair. Shoot, Toot, and Scoot whined at Bo's side and tried to comfort him by rubbing their heads against his leg. Wow. Gavin walked up and sighed. <sighs> Bravest dinosaur I've ever seen. Sorry, Bo. Bo didn't reply. 
He just nodded and wiped away more tears. He saved your life, Zeta said. In a way, he saved all of our lives. He brought us all together, and now... He's dead, Bo finished. Letting the silence sit heavy in the air, he slowly walked past his friends and up to the altar where Buck's body lay. Buck's wounds had been carefully cleaned, and his body had been dressed in fragrant oils. Torches flickered quietly around him. One by one, the Bakuza were approaching the altar, bowing and laying flowers beside Buck. Bo waited his turn and then stepped up to the altar. After a moment of hesitation, he reached out and touched Buck's red scales. It was strange not feeling Buck's belly swell with air as it normally did. His breaths had always been quick and hard. Now he was stiff and motionless, like the red dinosaur statue next to him. I'm gonna miss you, Buck, Bo whispered, running his hand along Buck's tail. Thank you for protecting me, for teaching me patience and bravery, and for making me laugh. Thank you for being my best friend. I love you. Bo leaned over and hugged his T-Rex. He didn't want to let go. But after a long moment, he finally did, stepping back from the altar so that the next Bakuza could step up and pay their respects. Dr. Rex stopped next to him. I'm proud of you, Bo. Bo looked at him confused. For what? For taking good care of Buck. How many people could do what you did? In fact, I'd argue that no one could do what you did. You connected with the T-Rex, boy. And not just any connection, a real bond. One I'd never seen at Camp Dino. What you had was special. Some good it did, Bo said bitterly. Look where it got us. Dr. Rex frowned at him. Exactly. Look where it got us. Bo, see for yourself. He gestured to all of the people and dinosaurs. The two camps are united. I never thought I'd see the day. And that's thanks to you and Buck. You've shown us all what it means to truly overcome our differences. Buck did not die in vain. <sighs> Bo wiped his face that was red from all the emotion. And now we're just going to leave him here? Dr. Rex put an arm around him. It's for the best. The Bakuza have a special ritual reserved for the burial of such special beasts. They asked that it be done according to their traditions. They asked, Bo. That's a big step. Plus, we don't think Mama Rex would be too happy with us carrying him off. Don't worry, mate. We're free to visit his memorial anytime we like. I'll bring you back first thing next year. Bo didn't respond. He just turned and walked back to join the others. Hours later, after a long hike, they were back at Camp Dino, sitting in the galley. Bo stared down at their final meal, an impressive feast that Sloppy Joe had thrown together last minute. It was a hodgepodge of every meal she'd ever made for them. Everyone laughed, ate, and celebrated their return with their dinosaurs. Some of the kids brought their food outside so dinosaur parents could eat with their young. 
A big fat Spinosaurus waddled by with a handful of kids eating burgers on its finned back. Zeta had taken her meal outside so she could feed her triplets while they played with their mom. Gavin took his and Echo's meal outside as well. Coming? he asked Bo, poking his head into the cafeteria. Bo sat alone at the table and stared at his plate of pancakes. No thanks, he mumbled. Gavin looked down at the ground before returning to Echo and his food. He shrugged at Zeta, who was coming to check on Bo. Bo, come eat with us, please, she said, poking her head in and trying to sound cheerful. I'll be out in a minute, Bo said without looking up. Zeta looked at him, worried. Okay, we'll be waiting for you. Okay. Bo had lied, of course. He wasn't okay, and he had no intention of being out there in a minute or an hour or ever. He just stared at his stack of pancakes. He remembered how he had followed a trail of pancakes to find Buck after he'd hatched. He almost laughed at the thought of how obsessed Buck was with pancakes. If he were here right now, he'd have gone through half the stack already. He'd probably also be chewing through the trays at the table next to him, and maybe a chair or two. Bo found himself actually missing all of the complaints he'd get in the galley from Buck's shenanigans. Mind if I sit down? came a soft voice. Bo turned and saw Dot, dressed in her camo scrubs and staring down at him under her huge frizzy hair. Sure. Dot took a seat and folded her hands. I'm sorry for your loss. Bo realized he was probably going to have to deal with this uncomfortable exchange with half of camp. Thanks, he said politely. I, I hope you know that if there was anything I could have done, I would have done it. I know. When I first ran up to him, I thought he was alive. In fact, when I first listened for a heartbeat, I thought I heard... Seeing the confused look on Bo's face, she let it go. Never mind. The blue affects each species of dinosaur a little differently, but I've never had a chance to study its effects on a Tyrannosaurus rex before. I've seen it knock out large dinosaurs for days. Some of the dinos are still waking up from our initial capture. But Buck? He took a direct shot of blue from the source itself. Even without the poison dart frog venom, it was an extremely high dose. Bo looked at the ground as Dot continued. This wasn't helping. He was a smart dinosaur. He knew the danger. He made the ultimate sacrifice. As someone who has had soldiers take bullets for me in the heat of battle, I will say this. Make the most of it. Buck did what he did so that you could live. So please, live. She smiled and put her hand on Bo's shoulder. I'll see you at the gathering hut. Bo looked at her, smiled slightly, and nodded. That evening, as the sun began to set and the frogs and insects started to glow in the trees and streams, the entire camp congregated around the gathering hut. Kids were talking excitedly to one another and corralling their dinosaurs, which now included several adult dinos that had followed them into camp. The adult dinosaurs were especially well-behaved, 
with the exception of the mama Brachiosaurus, who kept stretching her neck high up into the sleep trees and sniffing out snacks in the various treepies. She sneezed when a few glowing fireflies wandered into her nostrils. Bo, over here, Zeta called, waving Bo over to the front of the gathering hut. Shoot, Toot, and Scoot, and their mom stood by her side. The adult Triceratops was clearly trying to figure out how to calm her babies. The triplets were running circles around her. Next to them, Gavin stroked Echo's wings, and the Pteranodon chirped affectionately. Bo shuffled over to them and waited quietly for the ceremony to begin. A minute later, Ma and Pa stepped up onto a small platform in front of the group. Pa dressed in his green suspenders and bow tie, and Ma in her most dazzling dress yet. Good evening, dynamites, Pa shouted. Good evening, Ma and Pa, the kids shouted back. Pa shook his head and chuckled. What a summer! Again, I say, what a summer! The kids all cheered and the dinosaurs roared. We have been through a lot together, Pa continued as the crowd hushed. We have learned together, struggled together, and even suffered together. His eyes stopped on Bo, who tried to remain hidden in the group. I wanted to start off tonight with an apology. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't completely honest with y'all. I'm sorry that you were put in danger. And I am incredibly sorry for your loss. Again, his gaze stopped on Bo. I want to promise y'all, right here in front of this majestic gathering hut that symbolizes our unity, that I will never break your trust again. Pa's voice fought against his emotions. You have my word. Ma stepped forward. From now on, no information will be withheld from you. What we learn, you will learn, dangerous or not. We are a family, dinosaurs and humans alike, and we must help each other if we want to make this camp work. This year was a very special year. We not only expanded our dinosaur family, but also our human family. From now on, we will work hand-in-hand hand with the Bakuza to ensure the dinosaurs are properly cared for. None of this would have been possible if it weren't for Bo and his dear friend, Buck. Let's hear it for Bo, Dr. Rex shouted. The camp erupted into cheers, but all that Bo could muster was a forced smile. Thank you, Bo. Ma said as the cheers died down. Thank you for your courage to speak up and stand up for what was right. The crowd cheered some more. Pa pointed into the crowd. And let's not forget that ingenious escape plan put together by our very own Gavin and then beautifully executed with the help of Zeta and some of our counselors. Everyone applauded. Gavin was obviously uncomfortable from all the attention Zeta, on the other hand, waved and bowed to the crowd like she'd won an Olympic medal. Now, now, Pa held up his hands. As you heard earlier today, given recent events, we are cutting camp short by a few days and we'll be sending you home first thing in the morning. This will no doubt cause some confusion among your families, 
But let me be clear. We will not ask you to lie to your parents. We will leave the explanation up to you. We know that the future of this camp is at stake, but our latest commitment to absolute trust starts here. If this is the end of Camp Dino, it was a glorious end. If I hear nothing and enrollment comes around next year, well, your dinos and treepies will be waiting for you. You will each receive a transport assignment first thing tomorrow morning, Ma announced. It will indicate which counselor will be driving you back to the airport and what time you will be leaving. We ask that you have your things packed and your breakfast eaten 15 minutes prior to departure. Understood? There were some grumbles in the group. Now, we will close this night and our camp officially with our traditional marking ceremony. As we said earlier this summer, the marking ceremony is a chance for you and your dinosaur to leave your mark. It symbolizes the impact you've had on all of us, and especially on our scaly friends. Once you have made your mark, we ask that you step back and wait for Pa to light the final bonfire. Counselors, you may take your positions. The counselors stepped forward and stood several feet apart around the massive dome tent, each with a bowl of liquid sitting on a bamboo stand next to them. Once they were all in position, Ma continued. Dynamites, please form a line in front of each counselor and take your turn, escorting your dino to the gathering hut, dipping your hands in the paint, and leaving your mark. You may begin. With more excited chatter, the kids and dinos formed lines around the hut, Bo took a place at the back of the line where Zeta and Gavin were standing, the line in front of Kirby. Then, one by one, kids started stepping up to the counselor in front of them, dipping their hand in the bowl of paint and pressing their hand against the hut's canvas, leaving a red handprint. Once their mark was left, they helped their dinosaur dip their paw in the bowl and press it against the hut next to theirs. Zeta had an especially hard time getting her triplets to cooperate. By the time she finally wrangled Toot, it was all she could do to quickly splash his behind into the bowl and push it against the tent. The Triceratops' butt print looked strange next to Zeta's handprint and Shoot and Scoot's paw prints, but it seemed fitting. Nice, Kirby said, looking at the butt print impressed. Gavin was next in line. Shoulders slumped, he dragged his feet up to the canvas. Come on, Gavin, you got this far, Kirby encouraged. You spent the time sitting in line? You might as well. Just pretend you're putting graffiti on the side of a building. This is dumb, Gavin grumbled. Just do it, Zeta said. Put it right next to mine. I don't want paint on my hand. Zeta put her hands on her hips. Do you want it on your face? Because I'm going to smack you if you don't do it. Gavin rolled his eyes. Whatever. With a shake of the head, he walked up, dipped his fingertips, and made five dots on the hut. Seconds later, Echo flew over and made a painted scratch mark with her talons. See, was that so hard? Kirby said, holding up his hands. Gavin stopped, turned, and pressed his fingers against Kirby's confused face, leaving five dots around his cheeks and forehead. Yep, Gavin said. He chuckled to himself as he walked away. Real funny, Kirby called after him, trying to wipe the dots off his face. Bo was next. 
He walked up and dipped his hand in the bowl. He could feel everyone's eyes on him. The camp had gotten quiet. Bo looked at his paint-soaked hand and watched the red liquid drip between his fingers. Letting out a long breath, he pressed it against the soft canvas. His eyes stared at the spot where Buck's print would have gone, a blank patch of nothing. If Buck were here, he probably would have just bit a hole in it. That sick feeling came rushing back. His throat tightened. Bo could tell he was about to cry. He let his hands streak down over the canvas as he backed away. Way to go, kid, Kirby whispered, giving him a warm smile. Bo turned and walked away before anyone could see the tears in his eyes. Quickly, with his head low, he joined the rest of the kids that were now standing back by the tree line that glittered with luminescent insects and lizards. The sun dipped below the trees and pretty soon stars twinkled above them. Once the last person was in position, Pa disappeared into the gathering hut and minutes later, a fire crackled to life. With a toss of powder, whoosh, the flames turned green, giving the entire hut an emerald glow. There was a collective whoa among the kids before everyone burst into cheers. Bo stared at his smeared handprint against the green light and cried. That night, after everything was packed up, Bo sat outside his treepee on the thick branch and looked up at the T-Rex constellation of Galifar the Great. For once, he didn't care how high up he was, or that some of the kids were snoring or staying up late and loudly reliving the summer in their treepees under lantern light. All he could think about was Buck. As the shape of the T-Rex sparkled overhead, he took some solace in knowing that he'd have a nightly reminder of his best friend. If things ever seemed too hard or too scary, all he had to do was look up at the night sky and remember Buck the Brave. Bo drifted off to sleep and found himself bouncing between dreams swirling with adventures among the dinosaurs. When the sun rose the next morning, there was a peaceful stillness to the camp. Water babbled down the chute and passed by a stack of tubes. Hot springs steamed and waterfalls cascaded down rock slides at the oasis. Colorful birds fluttered around the gnarled, book-filled branches of the Tree of Knowledge. Monkeys played chase on the shipwrecked galley. Sky meditated alone atop her sprawling net in the tree canopies. A few early riser dinos wrestled in the empty arena, and kids packed their bags and descended their giant sleep trees. Bo zipped up his big backpack and put on his fedora as he descended the blue sleep tree. Then, without saying good morning to anyone, he marched over to the galley and grabbed his packed breakfast. It was stacked with the other meal packs in a pyramid on a table outside the torpedo hole entrance. All around him, kids were giving each other hugs and saying goodbye to their dinosaurs. New friends laughed, dinos roared, moaned, and stomped. Counselors high-fived. The energy in the air was a victory and celebration. Bo couldn't imagine what anyone was celebrating. He was almost sure that the camp would be shut down after everything they'd been through. The odds were practically zip that one kid didn't squeal and tell their parents what had really happened. Bo, look! 
Zeta said, running over and waving a piece of paper. We're in the same jeep. I saw, Bo said, holding up the travel itinerary that came with his breakfast. He tried to look excited. We're supposed to leave in a minute, Zeta went on. But first we're supposed to walk through the dino tunnel? She read the piece of paper again and then looked at Bo for an explanation. But he just gave her a shrug. Right on cue, Pa's voice boomed through camp. All right, dino mites, it's time to take your final walk through the dino tunnel. Line up and come on through. Pa, the rest of the counselors, and the dinosaurs formed two lines facing each other that led to the gate. The adults held up their hands and the dinosaurs roared as kids started running down the path. Bo didn't have it in him to run, so he walked and tried to smile politely. Dr. Rex tipped his hat at him. Sloppy Joe sobbed musically. Boom held on to his ammo belt and growled. <sighs> Ma gave a classy curtsy. Pa winked. Lovekin and Cutie Pie grunted. <laughs> Dot saluted. Dr. Sky dramatically reminded him to take deep breaths. Kirby gave him a Way to go, kid. That was quickly followed by Helga's, Well done! Now move faster! And Tuku, dressed in a Bakuza dino skin skirt, made one last attempt at stealing his hat. <laughs> Bo swatted his hand away and the monkey howled angrily. <laughs> when Bo reached the other end with the last of the kids, Everyone said their final goodbyes and started piling into jeeps. Zeta wrestled her triplets one last time. Oh, I'm gonna miss you guys. Try not to poke each other in the eye while I'm gone, okay? And Toot, lay off the bean and cheese burritos. Got it? <coughs> Toot let out a tree-shaking fart. I love you too, Zeta laughed. She patted the greenish-brown Triceratops' mother on the nose. I'll give you some tips when I get back. The Triceratops' mama huffed and seemed to nod desperately. Zeta gave Shoot, Toot, and Scoot one last hug and then headed over to the jeep with Bo. On their way, they saw Gavin standing off to the side with the counselors. What jeep are you in? Zeta asked. None. Bo and Zeta exchanged a confused look. What do you mean? Sticking around. Kirby smiled. This is Gavin's new home. We made it official last night. He's now a permanent part of the Camp Dino crew. He went to put an arm around Gavin, but Gavin pushed it away with a raised eyebrow. Don't. All right, okay, we'll get there. Gavin, that's awesome. Zeta ran up and gave him a big hug. Then we'll see you next year. Gavin shrugged and smiled. I guess. Bo shuffled up to him. Thanks for standing up for me. You're probably the first person to ever do that, so... Those dung bombs were meant for you, Gavin interjected. Bo blinked at him. That dino poop? You were trying to drop it on me? There was a long, awkward silence. And then Gavin started laughing. <laughs> Dude, I'm kidding. Come here. He gave Bo a hug, and it was the coolest bro hug Bo had ever had. 
Bo pulled away and jumped into the jeep next to Zeta. They waited another minute for Ash to have an emotional moment with his raptor before hopping in with them. The spiky-haired boy stared silently out the window. Once they were all buckled, Dr. X turned on the jeep and drove out of camp. For most of the drive through the jungle, Zeta passed the time devouring one of Bo's dinosaur books, stopping only to say words like, Cool, or No way, or Say what? Bo looked at Ash, who was still keeping to himself. You're going to tell them, aren't you? He asked. Ash frowned at him. What? Your lawyer parents? You said you were going to have them shut Camp Dino down? I imagine after all that we've been through, you're really going to go through with it. The jeep went quiet. All they could hear was the jeep bumping over the dirt road. Dr. Rex was glancing at them through the rearview mirror. Zeta was no longer paying attention to her book. Ash tilted his head and squinted straight ahead. Nah, he finally said. I'm sure they've got bigger things to worry about. Bigger than dinosaurs? Bo raised an eyebrow. Ash nodded. Bigger than dinosaurs. Plus, who would I mess around with next summer if they shut it down? Oh, I'm sure you'll find someone, Bo said. I won't be here. What? said everyone in the car. Bo looked between them. Why would I come next year if I don't have a dino? Dr. Rex shook his head. Bo, there'll be plenty of eggs to choose from next year. I don't want another egg. I had my dinosaur, and now it's over. Bo, don't say that, Zeta snapped. You have to come back next year. It won't be the same. I need help with the triplets. You and I will take care of them together. Did you see the look on their mom's face? She's clueless. Even she knows that she's in deep dino dung. Zeta, I'm not coming back. Bo leaned his head against the window. I'm over, dinosaurs. Silence filled the jeep once again as they drove deeper and deeper into the jungle. Bo watched the enormous trees pass by through the side mirror by Dr. Rex. Monkeys swung from branches. Toucans fluttered across canopies. Yellow pythons coiled around branches. <sighs> Bo sighed. He was going to miss this place. Did you hear that? Zeta looked up from her book. Probably just Tuku, Dr. Rex said over his shoulder. I think he's been following us and throwing stuff. No, it was more like... Bo saw something moving through the trees in the side mirror. His eyes widened and he sprang up. Stop the car! Dr. Rex shook his head. Bo, if you have to pee, let's find a better. Stop the car now! Dr. Rex slowed the jeep and Bo jumped out before the car fully stopped. Bo, what are you... Dr. Rex skidded to a stop and fumbled for a seatbelt. Bo! Zeta cried. Their voices were a distant echo as Bo ran away from the jeep towards the hill. Zeta put a hand over her eyes and squinted. She saw something running up the other side of the hill. It was red, with a long tail and big head. She smiled and stared in disbelief. Buck? Buck limped to the top of the hill and stopped. Then, raising his head to the sky, he roared. 
He ran up the other side of the hill, dropped to his knees and threw his arms around his T-Rex. Bo held on to his dinosaur, sobbing tears of joy. Buck purred and rubbed his head against him. Is it really you? Bo pulled back and looked him over. He saw the blue-stained bite mark and claw marks on Buck's side. They were dry and trying to heal. Despite the obvious pain he was in, Buck was trembling with excitement. Wagging his tail, he licked Bo's face and roared again. <laughs> Bo laughed and gave him another hug. Oh, I love you, Buck. I love you. At the bottom of the hill, Dr. Rex and Zeta were jumping up and down. Ash just gaped at the scene. Bo wiped his tears and looked into Buck's yellow eyes. Then holding on to either side of Buck's face, he said, See you next year. With that, he gave his T-Rex a pat, then turned and headed back down the hill towards the Jeep. Behind him, Buck's enormous yellow mom stomped to the top of the hill next to her son, and together they let out a roar that shook the jungle. Rocketeers, I hope you like that ending of Camp Dino Season 1. I loved doing this story. This was so much fun. Camp Dino, I had a vision for what I wanted it to be, wanted it to be, and it just evolved and became something that I I don't know. I just love this place. And I'm excited to go back to it. We will have a season two of Camp Dino at some point, Rocketeers, so stay tuned. Um, but coming up next, we're going to have, like I said on the previous episode, we're going to have a second season of Space Train and a new series called The Adventures of Pockets coming your way. I'm excited about both of them. It's going to be a lot of fun. But don't worry, Rocketeers. Bo and Buck will be back eventually. I want to give a special shout out to one of our patrons, Zia, who's 6.75 years old and lives in San Francisco with her little sister, Sammy, and her parents and grandma. And I know that you loved Camp Dino, Zia. I hope you liked that climax. 
And thank you so much to you, your mom, Sophia, for supporting the show. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much, Rocketeers. You can check it out, patreon.com slash purplerocketpodcast if you want to support the show. You can get ad-free episodes. You can get some bonus stories. And you can get some discounted merchandise. So check it out, patreon.com. We also have some Apple reviews. This one's from Tallulah Tabby Vampire Cat. That is a cool character name. I might have to steal that. It says, best podcast ever. I love this podcast. Oh, really enjoy Camp Dino. And I just want to know if you could continue writing more Grandpa's Globe stories after Camp Dino's finished. Great work. Keep it up. Tallulah Tabby Vampire Cat. Good question. I do plan on coming back to Grandpa's Globe. I have some ideas for the third season. I'm jotting them down, but yes, I will come back to it. It's not going to be right away, though. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to wait. It's kind of crazy doing so many seasons, so many different series. It's hard because you know I want to jump back to multiple, but I can't do all of them at once. So I have to pick and choose. I do take your feedback into consideration. I came back to Space Train maybe a little earlier than I had originally planned because so many people wrote and left reviews asking for more Space Train. So. It does help with your reviews and and asking for these requests are great. Another review, this one says, and this one says, Buck, no, with a bunch of exclamation marks. Why, 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 why? That was so sad. I'm literally tearing up. Does he get revived? I cannot wait two weeks for that. Please do it after one week. Can the Space Train Season 2 be Academy of Wonders? I love that side note. Um, And whoever left this review, I hope that you were satisfied with that last episode. I hope that uh, turned out better than you thought it was going to be. And yes, Season 2 is Academy of Wonders, interestingly enough. So uh, stay tuned for that. Rocketeers is coming your way. Space Train Season 2, as well as The Adventures of Pockets. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support, for your feedback, for reaching out and telling me about your experiences. It's incredible. And a big thank you to my mom, Roxanne Webb, for editing the story and for Jeremy from HarmoniousIdeas.com for helping me edit this episode. Don't forget to check back next time, Rocketeers. This is your host, Greg Webb.